Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Scare of You. And uh, this week, you know, thought, let's go back in time to a more innocent period. I mean, I don't know about you guys, I don't want to shed too much light on it, but happy one-year COVID anniversary. Boo, this is awful. But uh, hopefully the future brings better things. And um, I just wanted to go back to a period and before the, you know, the 2000s, 1999, when Johnny Depp was kind of, you know, just coming into a prime, but at the same time, still has some pretty obscure, wonderful titles. Like, In the Nick of Time is probably one of my favorite action films. He is phenomenal in it. So when I saw this film, The Ninth Gate, I thought, interesting. Let's take a look. Let's see what it's all about. <clears throat> I mean, honestly, it's my freaking dream job. Like, we'll get into it, but Rare Book Dealer? It just sounds so cool. And get to travel the world, nonetheless. <clears throat> but at the same time, there's something about this film. So I really, I do look forward to kind of breaking it down with you guys. So, without further ado, let's take a deeper dive into Roman Polanski's 1999 mystery thriller, The Ninth Gate. have the same protagonist, the devil. Only the supreme masterpiece was missing. The Nine Gates in the Kingdom of Shadows, a book reputed to have been written by Satan himself. I want you to go to Europe. I want you to get it for me. You mean the devil won't show up? Reputed to conjure up the Prince of Darkness in person. Some books are dangerous. You don't know what you're getting yourself into, Mr. Corso. Get out before it's too late. I'm afraid it already is. At last the key. You'll unlock the night gate. You travel in silence to brave the arrows of misfortune. And fear neither noose nor fire. There have been men who have been burned alive for just a glimpse of what you are about to witness. God damn it. I, I hate it when the trailer ends up looking better than the actual movie was. But it's not to say there isn't something about it that's entertaining because I still made it to the bloody end. <laughs> so it's it's worth your time. But either way, like I said, we've got the director, Roman Polanski, who actually produced and had co-written this. Um, it's an international co-production between the U.S., Portugal, France, Spain, and it's loosely, loosely based on the 1993 novel, The Club Dumas, which I feel like I'm going to definitely have to check out. And this plot is involving basically the authentication of rare and ancient books, um, purposely these three, that are reported to contain the magic secret for summoning the devil. And of course, as you kind of hear in the preview, written by Lucifer himself. Now, this would end up premiering uh, in Spain and uh, essentially wouldn't be known as too good. So essentially we see uh, critically and commercially, it was unsuccessful in North America where reviewers compared unfavorably with Polanski's 
other supernatural film, Rosemary Baby. And worldwide, this film's only going to gross about $60 million, against which was a $30 million budget. So we've got Johnny Depp representing Dean Corso. He's our rare book dealer. We're going to follow him around. Kind of a pompous ass at points, but enjoyable. But you get this impression from Johnny Depp that he really fucking doesn't care. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know, it's like Bruce Willis in some of his later roles, which is too bad. This was just before we're coming into Johnny Depp's, like, golden years from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, and, and uh, of course, others. To me, though, he's always going to be a nightmare on Elm Street. There's just something about that shag. You just want to put your fingers in it. <laughs> but anyway, sounds so creepy. Either way, we see Dean Corso is basically conscripted uh, by Boris Balkan, who basically has recovered a copy of The Ninth Gate, but essentially wants to compare it with the other two. He thinks they're fakes. But of course, kind of leads us down this crazy mystery thriller path that we basically come to find out that that definitely isn't the case. And I don't want to give too much away because I do want people to see this and kind of let me know what you think because it's interesting to say the least. I love occult things. So anything occult related, I'm kind of right there. And they do kind of give you a glimpse into all the different forms of like Satanism from sort of an idea through this female who's basically just sort of there to fuck with everything but um from her representation which of course is sort of the Anton LaVey one of those group orgies where we lead with Balkan who is more of a like literary you know he keeps calling it hocus pocus bogus all that kind of stuff um his interpretation of it is you know sort of more of this private ritual, uh, which is kind of fascinating. And the whole time we see Corso kind of traveling between, of course, starting off in New York, working our way to Paris, Portugal, Spain, you name it, um, kind of all over the map there. And at the same time, we have this, as they refer to the girl, the green eyes, um, who's kind of following Corso. And this is where I think the critics really enjoy it because they can interpret what her representation is, which I kind of tried to look into it. Some people think she's a witch. Others think she's the devil. Um, as you kind of see her pop up throughout it. I don't really know. Well, to me, it, and I called it before I even looked into it. It seemed to me like watching it, this girl was casted because she was sleeping with the director. And lo and behold, I find out it's his wife. So... Made sense. Um, <laughs> it makes that final scene with Johnny Depp a little more awkward. But um, it just... Basically, we build up, we build up, and it kind of had this cool vibe going. At other points, it just felt like a really cruddy 70s mystery thriller. Kind of like I was watching an episode of Murder, Murder She Wrote or, you know, Hitchcock Presents. Not dis dissing either one. They're both great. But coming from this director... Johnny Depp, this should have blown me away, and I definitely didn't feel that. So all of a sudden, we come to the very end, and it just freaking ends, just abruptly. Worse than The Sopranos. At least that, to me, kind of had some meaning to it, and I love it. This, on the other hand, I was like, what? I just felt so chipped. So it just, there's parts that are really interesting. Some of the cinematography, fabulous, especially the European shots. Others, on the other hand, garbage. And especially kind of throughout New York, 
which makes sense because there's no way in hell Roman Polanski's coming back to New York. And I don't really want to get into it, but once you know why, it just makes it that much more sad. And you're just like, ugh. So all coming together, kind of given this film somewhere between like a C plus and a B minus. was great for a rainy day, kind of something you could fall asleep to if you catch my drift. But at the same time, it just, it did have sort of this little tinge, something to keep you interested and kind of keep you going to the very end. That terrible, awful end. Now, Production-wise, is kind of a little interesting. Of course, we're based off a book, so we have Roman Polanski, um, basically kind of co-writing with Enrique. If I pronounce this right, Urbiza, <laughs> and spent uh, essentially they're using the Spanish novel, and uh, Polanski read the novel, liking it. He saw so many elements that seemed good for a movie. It was suspenseful, funny, a great number of secondary characters, and tremendously cinematic. It's too bad he couldn't capture that. Um, and you'll see too, some of the cinematography is just so jumpy and jittery. It's just irritating. <laughs> Almost like it was like bumping into walls. Now, they would end up kind of adapting this novel and completely kind of giving the ending something much different. From what I've heard, the book is more of a literal sense. And of course, the ending to this movie is definitely something that is completely left up to you, the viewer, for interpretation. And uh, not that I I don't mind that, but at the same time, with something that seemed so literal and that being the main focus, just seemed kind of, you know, bullshit to jip you off on the end. Now, funny enough for Depp, him and Polanski had met a couple years earlier and Polanski had always kind of pictured Johnny Depp in the role when he read the book. But essentially, he was kind of nervous, hesitant about the whole idea, because Depp was only 34. Our character is supposed to be somewhere around his 40s. But uh, he considered an older actor, and Depp just kept on him, persisted. And why? Because he wanted to work with the one, the only, Roman Polanski. And it's just funny, you know, all this desire, and he still kind of fell flat for me. There's just, I don't know, something about it that I just, it didn't capture me. But at the same time, maybe this is what Depp wanted. It's always hard to kind of see into that that man's mind being sort of the artistic genius that he is. And lo and behold, you kind of get into things that you find out Polanski and him didn't work out so well. And in fact, Depp blamed him for his flat performance, saying he didn't pull it out of him. And uh, Polanski basically just felt Depp decided to play it rather flat. And so... It's up to us again to interpret what we will. Now, getting into the soundtrack, we hear a little bit of it in the trailer. Nothing special. It's sort of jumbled in there and sort of placed on top of the weirdest moments. It just didn't really help things. But I guess at the same time, kind of going with that certain film noir aspect, which is crucial to essentially meet that definition. And getting into the ratings... Just as we would suspect, Rotten Tomatoes has the approval rating of about 43% based on about 90 critics. And it's basically mixed or average reviews. Roger Ebert calling the ending lackluster. Well, at the end, I didn't yearn for anything spectacular, special effects. I did wish for spectacular information, something awesome, not just a fade to white. And that is exactly how I felt about the whole situation. And of course... Just quickly wrapping up, um, you know, it just, 
this didn't feel like Polanski. Rosemary's Baby is a fabulous film. Maybe it has something to do with what happened in real life. He sort of just lost that essence, of course, between his wife and his own sort of legal affairs. But at the same time, it just... What is this? French? European? I don't know. It just didn't didn't feel right. And as I said, it just... For something that had a huge budget, it seemed rich. Like one of the books that Johnny Tapp's trying to sell. It was just full of so much potential. And it fell flat. It was just like a bad episode of, you know, old sort of old television shows. At the same time, kind of watching it, I got this sort of Dario Argento feel and just everything about it sort of reminded me a little bit of Suspiria, the occult, the witch aspect, all that jazz. But at the same time, this was like a poor man's version or, you know, the film student trying to interpret things. It just didn't have that pizzazz that you would have seen from someone like Argento or, you know, basically almost anybody else. So not totally saying you shouldn't watch this, but if you do have, you know, 90 minutes and basically nothing else to do, definitely worth checking out. Now, I do have to say, um, from the little bit of research that I did, uh, kind of listening to others review, other people's reviews, one individual stated that watched it in 99, hated it, and coming back to it around 2010, actually would end up enjoying it. So perhaps the secret to this is time. Maybe one day down the road, I'll come back and find that it was actually enjoyable. At the same time, I definitely will not see myself revisiting it anytime soon. So as always, guys, I hope you are making the best you can out of your current situation. The world is an odd place, um, but uh, sticking together, I know we can do it. Which, as always, you guys know the rule. Keep calm. Stay creepy.